welcome to The Journey. This is our first audio, The Journey. Uh, we're going to use the same process I used for written articles, and maybe if the winter gets long enough, I'll, uh, I'll turn this into a written article, but my life's gotten a little bit busier, so I appreciate uh, Pat for taking the time to help out and produce this, and uh, Christian, thanks for sitting down with us. Um, let's dive right in. So what is your first memory of kicking a soccer ball? First memory, hmm, has to be pretty young. I don't know, I don't recall the first memory of me kicking a ball, but there's a video um, that my, my mom has back home where I'm a year old, just started to walk, and I'm kicking the ball up against the wall. That's awesome. This has um, been your whole life. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I just... I really enjoyed it from the start. My older brother played, so I really wanted to start playing as soon as I, I possibly could. How many siblings do you have? I have four. Okay, and so three brothers, one. And sister. where are you? Where are you in the order? Four. Oh, you're the oh, so you're the youngest. No, second youngest. I have a little brother. All right, so you start at kicking the ball at age one. That's a beautiful thing. Where, um, where do you play your first sort of organized? First type of organized soccer I played in Houston, Houston or yeah, Houston, Texas, um, at this local park called Bear Creek. You know, just. Uh, Nice little park. Started playing there when I was seven years old. And that was the first um, organized soccer I played. But it was just recreational. It wasn't anything competitive at that age. It was just kind of, you know, having fun and trying to improve. So, you, I mean, this is just like uh, kind of everybody at the park. You're all playing. You're not traveling anywhere. You're not... Nothing too crazy. Yeah, yeah, correct. It, all the games are at that park, you know, maybe a game or two a weekend and then tournaments every once in a while. Yeah, really fun. Who? Uh, what position are you playing at this point? Um, it was probably like 7v7. It was an attacking position, you know, either in the middle. I like playing in the middle um, growing up, but I could definitely see myself out wide as well. Just definitely an, atta an attacking player. I, I, I was really enjoying scoring goals at that age. You know, there were a lot of them when you're younger. <laughs> it's fair. You, uh, we'll get to your celebration of your first professional goal which feels best celebration all season for my money but uh are you like are you playing with any do you have any exciting teammates like uh you know you learn anything valuable that you're still using it, it sounds like a pretty chill soccer environment here at omaha oh or... no 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 uh, age uh, seven age seven. Oh, age seven um wait can you repeat the question oh yeah absolutely all right so uh you're playing at Bear Creek, age seven, uh, scoring goals, attacking. Yeah. Like, 
do you have any exciting teammates? Are you like learning anything you're still using right now? Basically, like, uh, you know, that was the start of your soccer journey. What, uh, what really, yeah. what do you really remember about it? What I really remember about it that young was that I really like to juggle, like outside my house, in the house, at the field. I enjoy juggling a lot. And that juggling really helped with my touch and my technical um, abilities that I have today. And those are one of my stronger aspects of my game. So definitely from a young age, I enjoy doing it. And then as I grew older, I realized how much it's helping me in my game. So it started off as something fun, which is still fun today, but then it became something that really helped me with my game today. That's awesome. What, uh, what, what did you do next? So you, you play for one or two years at Bear Creek. Two. All right. So you're nine. What is the yeah. next step for you? Next step was I was very fortunate to meet a coach that I'm still in contact with today. Um, he pretty much scouted me and told me, hey, like, come play at this club. It's competitive. It's not just for fun now. It's competitive. We travel, and you'll be playing against players, and then you'll have really good players on your team. And then I decided to go to that club, which is called Houstonians FC. And What's the coach's name? Uh -huh. Give him a shout-out. Garth Welch. Yeah. That's a great, great Great coach, great coach. And, you know, I talked with my family, and we made a decision to make that um, make that sacrifice because at that age, your parents are really the ones that are taking you to practice and taking time out of their day to um, to take you to these to this sport that you love and you're just a kid. So without my parents, like nothing would be possible. So they took the sacrifice. It was further from home. Like the drive was further and it was competitive now. So more practices, more games. So um, I decided to go to that club. And from there, that's when I um, got into the Dynamo Academy almost almost immediately after, or not immediately, but maybe like a few months after joining Houstonians FC, I was also in the Dynamo Academy at the same time. So before you could go, you could do club and Dynamo Academy at the same time. At a certain age, it they make you choose, or not make you choose, but they say like, you have to be dedicated to just Dynamo Academy and not another club. But that's later in my life, like 13 years old or so. Nice. Well, so while you're playing for Houstonians, um, anybody that you played with at that point that's still playing, like anybody of note? Oh, let me think. Let me think. Oh, okay. Christian Lucatero. He plays at okay. RGV. And he also signed for the Dynamo Academy or the Houston Dynamo 
as a Dynamo Academy homegrown. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, amazing player, great player, one of the best players I've played with. And I played with him at Houstonians. I got to play with him at Dynamo. And he's still playing professional today, which is great. And That's then um, most of the guys played college soccer. And I, I keep in touch with a few guys still because from, from that team, I was able to develop friendships that will last for a very long time. Love to hear that. What position were you playing at that point? I was playing more of a 10 as an attacking midfielder. Uh, and I enjoyed playing the 10 because I, I felt like I got the ball more. And... <laughs> I, I I love being like in the center of the field. I can either go left or right, and I was also scoring a lot from that position. So yeah, I think it was as a midfielder, like a number ten role. I was playing. Ah, uh, sweet. Uh, what is sort of what is your best Houstonians memory? Best Houstonians memory. Um. I think it was 2013. I could be wrong. We went to the finals of the Dallas Cup, and we played in the stadium, the FC Dallas Stadium. At the time, it was called Pizza Hut Stadium. I'm not sure if that's what it's called today. But we were able to play there for the final, and we unfortunately lost. But what a great experience the whole tournament was. Uh, a lot of quality teams and players were at that tournament every year and it was it was a really good feeling to make it to the final playing in that stadium having an opportunity like that uh, would probably be probably be my favorite memory from Houstonian's time oh that's beautiful um all right so let's just uh cover the next thing we'll talk about will be sort of joining the Dynamo Academy but um for the first sort of 13 years of your life uh, are you watching soccer at home? Like, what team are you following? Who's your favorite player? Um, talk us, talk sort of about your soccer fandom. Okay, so at that time, I, I would say I wasn't watching as much soccer as as I am today, because, you know, you're in grade school, you go to school for eight hours, come back, practice. By the time you get home from practice you know, do homework or whatever and head to sleep, you know. So there wasn't much time to actually watch games, but there were definitely days and times throughout the day where I had time to watch some soccer. And I I became a Barcelona fan when Ronaldinho was there, and he was my favorite player at the time. And I I just loved watching him play. He was, wow, an incredible player. And I, that's when I became a Barca fan. And then when Messi came up from Barca, it was just incredible seeing his journey throughout the years. And yeah, so I'd say um, watching Ronaldinho and also um, the first team at the Dynamo, like looking uh, the first team players and the older guys in the academy watching them play because that's where I wanted to be. 
I want to be. Fair enough. What year did you, uh, well, we'll talk about your still dynamo fandom. I have a, I want to share story and complain about the Rapids later, but, um, <laughs> What year did you join the academy? So I I joined the academy pretty young, like at nine years old, nine, ten years old. And it wasn't until U13, so I was like 12 maybe, where I became fully, like full-time Dynamo. So before it was just like maybe once or twice a week, you'd go and train for the academy, and then you had your club team which was Houstonians. And then at 13, like U13, I went full Dynamo Academy. And then that I was there till I went off to college. Nice. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about that full-time Academy experience. What, um, what was that transition like to go from just being there once or twice a week? How often were you there? Um, it, it became four or five times a week, you know, with games. We would train about four times a week, games on the weekend. So it could be up to five or six times a week where, I, where we were training, especially once we got older, they demanded more. So, yeah, it was quite a bit out of the week that I was there in the, in the facilities at the fields. That's, uh, that's crazy. Um, what was sort of, uh, talk, talk, how often are you seeing the first team this during the Brian Ching era? Yeah, around there. And there was like, how often, yeah, uh, <laughs> how often do you see those guys? Like, you know, are they on the other field? Like, are they just posters so, on a wall? Like, it, the Dynamo over the years, the time that I've been there has changed a lot. It's it it's going in the right direction, and when my time there, it's not where it is today. So now they have facilities where the first team trains right across the street. But when I was there, it wasn't. At first, it wasn't like that. We trained at a separate facility. Um, but then, when I joined full time, that's when. Um, we would train in the afternoons, evenings, and the first team would train in the morning. So they were right across the street, but we we didn't really see them much because they just weren't there when we were. And that's fair. But then we would go to games. Like they would give us tickets, and we would go to games quite often. I would say, and we were sometimes ball boys for the Dynamo games, and we were able to see them live, which was great. That So I would say we got to see them quite a bit. Maybe not interact with them too much, but we did get to see them play. Yeah, I mean, my, um, my like, big transformative experience as a soccer fan was just being able to go to games regularly. Like, you know, and I, I was in Colorado at the time, Mm -hmm. um but like yeah just being able to go to a game every week it's it's the magic that union omaha brings to omaha right like that just it's something different about like seeing guys around town and seeing them on the pitch and you know you know knowing they're your team so i'm not surprised i'm not surprised you fell hard for the dynamo yeah 
Um, at this point, uh, you, you mentioned Christian Lucatero. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else at the academy when you were there? Are they pro at this point? Um, at the end of my Dynamo Academy experience, um, Kevin Rodriguez also played for Dynamo Academy, and he's now also at RGV. Um, but we, but most of my academy. Um, experience there I, I wasn't with him it was just until the end like my last year or second year to last that's when we started playing together and he's still a player or he's still playing pro at RGV as well nice um this is a kind of a strange question but I, I really don't know this um what did you do for high school so high school like I know yeah like I know RSL has their own mm-hmm. high school that their kids go to like were yeah. you going to a public high school like yeah. what was the deal so RSL has an amazing um yeah format and what they've done with their academy first team usl team it, it's it so they're they all go to the same public school right there but us we were in our own public schools, you know, just wherever you're located. And then okay, we so you're going to your neighborhood up. high school. Basically. Yeah. And we would just show up to practice all together. Did you play for your high school at all? So I was only able to play with them for a season and a half because I had, you couldn't be in an academy and play high school at the same time. It was just the rule. So is that like a is that like a Texas rule or academy rule? I think that's an academy rule. Yeah, at least when I was there, yeah, you could not play high school and be in an academy. Yeah. I mean, probably. <laughs> um interesting. So how do you um is that like, does it feel like your life is pulled in two different directions then? Like, you know, what was sort of your more dominant social group? Was that like people you knew in high school or is that sort of just like the day job and then the academy is where it's at? Like, what was that dynamic like? It was, I made great friends both in high school and at my, at, at soccer, you know, so school just felt like school. Like I, I, you know, didn't enjoy school much, but I had to go. And throughout that, um, I, I met some great friends that I still talk to today. And then in the evenings, I would go and train with friends that I grew relationships with and friendships that that last to this day, I still talk to them, a lot of the Dynamo guys. So it was, it's, it felt like two different social groups, you know, but it, it, it was, it was nice. It was cool to have two social friends or group friends that I really enjoyed spending time with. Nice. That's awesome. Um, is it, I know 
sorry, I'm trying to think about what I want to include in this question. Mm-hmm. At some point, you trained with uh, or trained against the Argentinian national team. Mm-hmm. Is that is that during this time in your life, or is that later? That it was the last year of my time at Academy, in, in the Dynamo Academy. That was my U18 year. So it was near the end. Next. But yeah, it was still part of that time. Well, uh, I, I don't know if you've told that story on, uh, on this particular media channel before. Um, can you let folks know who might not know uh, what happened? Uh, yeah, for sure. The Argentinian national team was preparing to play the U.S. in the Gold Cup in Houston. So the Dynamo, the Houston Dynamo, let them use their facilities. And I think the uh, the the coaching staff of Argentina just needed, like, a sparring team. Like, we kind of um, were used as sparring defenders and – um, just like uh, players who can be on the field against their against their starters or their bench players, and they they let us be a part of that, and they let the U eighteen Houston Dynamo at the time, which was fortunately I was on that team. I was like, oh, I can't wait to to train. <laughs> Fortunately, we're, I was a part of that, and we, we got to train three days with the first team. And, again, we did drills where we acted as sparring and kind of like shadowing, defending. And then there was times when they told us, okay, you can you know, fully defend, try to defend them. And we did possession drills to small goals. We did uh, attacking uh attacking drills and transition drills and you know it was amazing just how they were able to finish like I remember just uh, like Sergio Aguero like just finishing everything every cross every first touch was perfect he was just finishing everything and with just such coolness and calmness and then Messi like wow you know, like I was like at the the very last day, we were like kind of playing against each other, and I I defended him, and I was like I told my guy I I told my left back at the time, I was like look like when he gets the ball I want to try to defend him I want to see like how 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 good <laughs> this guy is, and he he's so quick like you try to defend him he's already gone past you. You know, and then he did that, and then he would take two or three other guys, and then he would get, like, a perfect pass goal. Or he would take two, three guys, and then he would just score himself. And then he would just, like, walk back, like, if that was the easiest thing he's ever done, while we're, like, drenched in sweat, like, drenched in sweat, like, trying our hardest to defend him. And it was an incredible experience, just one probably the best experience soccer in my life how i was able to see yeah i mean that's unbelievable yeah 
how I was able to see like their quality and talent so close. And yeah, super grateful for the Academy and the Houston Dynamo for setting that up. Very fortunate to be a part of that squad that they got to train with one of the, some of the best players of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's incredible. Um, so around that time, uh, you're getting ready to go to college. Yeah. How did how did your college recruiting go? How'd you end up at NIU? Um, I I ended up at NIU because I had a few teammates that were in that, and they were a year older than me. So they were freshmen at the time at NIU, and they told me good things about it. So I went to go check it out, took a visit, and uh, I ultimately made the decision to commit there. And uh, yeah, I had a good four years there, enjoyed my time and decided to come to Omaha. Yeah. Um, any notable memories uh, during your sort of NIU years? Notable memories. Um, yeah, yeah. Were you guys good? Like, uh, we, you know, you play with any other or pro right now? Uh, Kevin Rodriguez actually went to NIU as well. So he, I, I spent three years of my time there with him, playing alongside of him, and that was also great because he's a he's a great player. But we, NIU wasn't like an amazing school. wasn't top twenty or top 10 team, but there were times when we had our moments where we were um, doing really well. Like we were in form and we were doing, we were doing pretty well, but then there were other moments where we weren't doing too well. So being on a team that doesn't particularly win all the time could be frustrating, but it can also serve as um and what you can improve on as an individual. So that's how I saw my experience at NIU. I, I learned a lot and I continued to train on my own. And I knew that if I continued to work hard, that I would get an opportunity at a pro side. Because I believed that I, I could play at a higher level beyond college. So. Yeah, I mean, I think. The pedigree, the pet, right? Like you've been competing at that level for so long, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not surprised the belief is there. Um, tell us, uh, tell me, I don't know what we're doing for words here. Um, Brazos Valley Calvary FC, um, hybrid affiliate for Houston Dynamo. How many seasons did you play there? I played, well, I, I went there after every every summer after every year so three years okay. or so but the last season I didn't play much because that's when I got called up to the national team so I would say like two nice. two uh, four, two seasons or so <clears throat> um and then Devin Devin was there Devin did was you guys there. know each other were you friendly yeah he was he was there but like I said, I, I didn't spend too much time there, and it was a bittersweet moment 
because the the team there at Calvary was an was an incredible team. They uh Oh yeah, I recognize like a lot of people on the list from, you know, the recruiting process that we went through like I at some point I was lo- doing research for something and I was like Jay must have actually just scouted this team because like I've seen six of these names before yeah. of people for various, you know, invitations or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really really good team and I I wanted to be a part of it, but then I had an amazing opportunity to coach El Salvador. So ultimately I made that decision. But at the beginning of it I, I had met Devin and he was a very good player and I thought very very highly of him at that team and I knew he he was quality as well as the other players around us that were very good. And like I said, it was a bittersweet moment to not be a part of that. But we we have to make decisions, you know. Yeah, yeah. So so at what point do you first start talking to the El Salvador setup? Uh, that summer. What was that? Twenty last year, twenty nineteen. That summer, at the beginning of that summer, I started I started communicate with the head coach, and I was able to go uh, on. The U twenty three coach or the yeah, full national the U23, coach? U twenty three. Okay, so I'm gonna ask some follow up questions just on this. So, like, um, are both your parents Salvadorian? Yes. How do how do you get scouted? Like, you know, your kid you grew up in Houston. Like, mm-hmm. uh, who's in charge of finding out that you have the ability to play for the Salvadorian national? So I, I had a friend or also a teammate that played at Calvary. And he's also Salvadorian. And he had played with the U-17 national team of El Salvador. So he okay. he had he knew the coach. He actually knew the, the coach at the time, and I told him I was like, "Hey, like, are they're they're holding like, or they're preparing for the pre Olympic games?" And I was like, "Are you like we're both eligible in age to go to this team? You know, are you trying to do that or, or like?" Said, oh yeah, yeah, like I'm trying to. He's a goalie, so he's like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get in contact with him." And I was like, yeah, like, let me get in contact with him as well. And I, I did. He he passed along his information, his contact information, and I was able to contact him personally. And he told me, you know, come on over. We'll take a look at you. And it was a trial since day one. I got there. It was a trial. You, we didn't know if we were going to be there the next day. You know, there was guys that would come in. And then they would leave within a week because the coach just didn't like them or didn't fancy them. And I did my part, stayed focused, and was able to make the roster to travel and to be a part of the the victories against Panama. Love it. So you guys have qualified for the Olympics, right? No, no, no. We we qualified for the pre-Olympic tournament that never took place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And that Got never it. happened. Will you be? Yeah, I see this. 
Um, will you be eligible in 2021 for this cycle? Are they going to bump the age or are they going to keep the age? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they'll do, but I, I think I still am el- eligible. Loved it. Loved it. Um, all right. So let's see. So you, you spend the summer, how, how, how many weeks are you with the national team? And then, uh, yeah, let's start there. How many weeks are you with the national in El Salvador? It's like two and a half months or so. Oh, wow. Had you been to El Salvador before? Yeah, I've been there. Okay, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like brand new. No, it wasn't. Brand um, new, you know, did you guys I, travel? Go ahead. No, I, I was, I didn't say anything. I was listening. Yeah, fair enough. So what, Um, like, are you, like, where do they put you up? Like, what's that experience like? It was it was great. It was a great experience. They put us up in residency, so we were there the whole week at their facility, and we sleep, eat, play soccer for for those two months preparing for those those important games. And we were there for a week, and then we would get half of like the Saturday night and Sunday to be with our families and then we would go back on monday report back monday morning train for the week you know you can't see your or yeah you can't really see your family or anything you're just there with the team and just training twice two a days for weeks different type of trainings we went to the beach beach training we had friendly games against first division um salvadorian pro teams and we also had friendlies against other international teams like Cuba, where we played like two games against them uh, for preparation for Panama. And it was a great experience and um, super grateful for all the coaches that that um, kept me on the squad, you know. Um. Here's a question. This is related. If you uh, went to the Olympics, would you get an Olympics tattoo? Would I get an Olympics tattoo? Yeah. Uh, possibly. I would, like the Olympic rings. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I would have to really think about where I want to put that on my body. But I would definitely think about it because, wow, going to Olympics is a, you know, it's a dream. Absolutely. It'd, it'd be incredible. I'm rooting for you, and I'm pretty sure everybody else is well here. So. Thank you. Um, awesome. So you get back, senior season, NIU. Do you graduate in the winter? I graduated in May. I graduated in May. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So you get uh, – how do you hear about the combine in Omaha? Well, it was an invitational combine. So – Mims, yeah. Coach Mims has known me since Dynamo days. Like he, okay, he's like he's seen me at Dynamo showcases, things like that, and he followed he followed my career in college, 
and then he knew my college coach. So then he's he coach Swan at NIU expressed my interest in continuing to play after college to to coach Mims. He invited me to the combine. So it was like invitational only where you had to get an invite through coach Mims. And really uh, I was really excited to come to my first pro combine and I had a good time when I came and I really enjoyed it. So Nice. And then at what point afterward uh, do you um, like what point afterward do you hear from uh, Jay as a follow-up? Um, pretty, pretty quickly afterwards. At the combine, at the end, Coach Mims talked to me and he 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 said I he enjoyed how I played, and I was really happy about that. And then he said we would stay in contact, but nothing serious at the combine. And then you know, a few days later, weeks or a few days later, he he contacted me, and I took the proper time to consider the offer and talk to my family about my decision, and super happy with what I decided. Me too, for one. <laughs> um, nice. No, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I helped out a little bit with that combine and, uh, you know, glad uh, glad you joined. That was, uh, so in that, in those conversations with Jay, mm -hmm. um, did you talk about what, what your role would be with the team? I guess one thing I don't know is at what point did you become a winger? Um, the last time I asked, you're playing the 10, uh, dreaming of being Ronaldinho. <laughs> yeah, I slowly, I, I would say, became a winger in my college years and at Calvary. Um, yeah, I, I would play 10, but then I started to drift out wide. They, started, they liked how I played out there, and then I continued to play it there, played with the national team out wide. So I was like, all right, I think I – think, I can be a wing, winger, you know, and I, you know, I've enjoyed playing out wide. It's fun going at guys and also being a part of the the defending form that we that we have. Like it's, it's there's a lot of attacking and defending, which I really enjoy. I I at this point I don't think you would have. Uh... You would have made the team if you didn't love to defend. That's what oh, I've noticed yeah. about guys Jay wants on his team. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you play primarily on the right, correct? Yeah, I play primarily – this season I've played primarily on the right. And preseason I played a little left, but mainly on the right. And then just recently I've been playing more left. And I I like either one. But I, I like because I get to cut inside and shoot. Well, and then <laughs> um, occasionally when that happens, you score and get gold the week nominee. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about your first goal for the club. Mm-hmm. Um, the game winner uh, against FC Tucson mm-hmm. at home. Um, what's what's go like? Jay apparently Jay claimed he gave you like a uh, talk that you need to get out there and shoot more um, beforehand. Did that like uh, how was that process? Well, he didn't just say go out and shoot more. He he said my game against North Texas at North Texas. I started and played about sixty minutes or so, and at that game. I I I always reflect after games, positive and negative things that I did. And one of the negative things that I thought about was I wasn't a threat enough. I wasn't dangerous enough in this game. And I want that to be the case. And coach then talked to me at practice and gave me some very good advice saying, like, when you get out there, what we want from you is – you know, those dangerous moments that you can create. When you get the chance. Implement and after opportunity on versus FC2 when I came on. You know, I I thought to myself, it's one one. You know, let's we need to push to win this game, and you know, fortunately, we were able to come out with a a good victory versus that team, and it felt good to score. Uh, that game. And then you celebrated like number one celebration of the year. You want to walk us through what you did? Um, I remember I just I I hit it. And I remember leaving my foot, and I'm just thinking, like, yeah, I hit it really clean. So let me just see where it goes. And, you know, it went bottom corner. So I was like, yeah. That, I watched it go in, and I was um, I was kind of, like, on the ground for a little bit because I, like, fell over. And then I Sosa and my teammates came to celebrate with me. And then I, you know, going – Going back to our positions, I I remember that I wanted to kiss the Salvadorian flag because I've sh- I've been shown a lot of love from the Salvadorian people here, you know, with flags and fans, you know, um, calling my name, all that. I wanted to um, show the Salvadorian people that one I'm here in Omaha, and I want them to know that I'm here, and at the same time showing my appreciation for all the all the support that they've given me. Also, a shout-out to my family who are able to watch the games live and showing appreciation for all of their support as well. And I, I jogged back to my formation. That's before you got your boots cleaned, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to clean my, my right boot. It, it was... That was, really uh, cool. that was a beautiful thing, and uh, it will be one of my favorite memories from this. Um, that was a nice. yeah, that was a special thing. So I think uh, that's all I've got. Pat, do you have any questions at this point? Anything you want to know? 
Uh, nothing for me, honestly. That was a great interview. That's fair. You don't have to say that, Pat. I appreciate your time. Um, I've covered everything I want to cover. Christian, do you have any questions for Pat or I? Um, just where is this uh, going? Is this going on? Who gives it? Yeah, I, or I think I think I'm gonna try and convince him to just release it as a special episode. Um, next few weeks here, get uh-huh. starting to fill up our off-season content. Yeah, it's true. Because season, the no, season's coming. Not ready to, to end. deal with that, so I don't want to talk about it at all. It's, uh, it's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long winter. But <laughs> I, uh, I, Christian, thank you so much. I appreciate you a lot. Uh, the interview we did uh, right after you signed in English and Spanish was phenomenal. And um, I don't know. I'm impressed by your calmness, your level-headedness, and uh, yeah, I like that you're out there scoring goals. It looks good. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you guys for all the continuous support that you guys have shown us. It, it really goes a long way. As players, we we really love all the support our fans give us. And at the beginning of the year, I said, you know, let's see what Omaha's got. And, you know, it's it's been incredible. And you know this, this, these wins, these goals, they're they're for the fans because I I really love entertaining the fans and I hope they were entertained with that last. Uh, game. yeah, I was going absolutely crazy. Uh, 